The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello, I'm Peter Strack and welcome to this Stockhead podcast. Today, we're delighted to welcome Metgasco's Managing Director, Ken Aitken, back into the studio to review the company's recent bout of very active drilling and other exploration work. So, Ken, last time we spoke, Metgasco had just made a gas discovery at the Vale field in the Cooper Basin, in the Permian sediments of the Cooper Basin, to be precise. Can you update us on what you have learned from the two follow-up appraisal and development wells drilled at Vale since we last spoke? Yeah, so the I think when we last spoke, we had just drilled the Vale 2 well uh, back uh, a couple of months back. And since then, we've uh, in their three-well program, we, we've, uh, we did the Odin 1 well, which partly is in the same license, ATP 2021, but also goes into PRL 211. And then we've just recently finished the Valley 3 well. So out of the three wells that we've drilled um, in the calendar year this year, uh, we've found gas in, in all three, which has been a terrific outcome. So Valley, you know, so updating you, I'll, I'll go maybe quickly to Valley 3 because it's the, it's the most uh, recent one. But Valley 3, um, we had a number of oil shows in the Cretaceous, Jurassic and the Triassic sections. Uh, and we uh, we also had lots of gas pay in the Talachi and the Pachawara. So the results of Valley 3, although the net pay results haven't been announced yet, uh, this well is is uh, about 0.7 kilometres or so southwest of Valley 1. And, and what we see is that uh, you know, Valley 3 is, is certainly in line with uh, the Valley 1 results, uh, which which is good news. Um, we, uh, we we couldn't recover any. Uh, we did recover some samples, but we're just analysing these at the lab in the Talachi. But we uh, we haven't, uh, we, as normal, we couldn't get any gas out of the Pachuara because it's a relatively low low permeability reservoir. So when you tested the first well, Ken, uh, yeah. what was that test on? And you got a decent flow rate there. Yeah, in Valley 1, which was uh, back, we tested it back in August uh, of calendar year 2020, we flowed 4.6 million static cubic feet a day after a hydraulic fracture. And that from was the Pachawara. From, from the Pachawara. And there was about 11, about nine zones that we uh, we, we fractured, including a little bit in the Tirawara. Um, we did run a production log over these zones, um, and all of them were contributing, but the majority of it was was very much coming out of the Pachawara. That was a terrific result. We flowed for about 24 hours and did the normal shut-in and flow in a rate-dependent flow for rate-dependent skin, uh, and we were very comfortable with, with that result. And having done that in Valley 1, um, we, uh, we, we took the results and the data, gave it to... ERCE, who are an independent reserve auditor, and the gross, uh, pet, we got a reserve of 33 petajoules gross, uh, and, and we own 25% of that. So that then allowed the joint venture, had a lot of confidence to go ahead uh, and drill a further two development or appraisal wells on, 
on the Valley Field. And um, as I said, Valley Three is, is just recently finished. Valley Two was uh, w- was a terrific result. Um, Valley Two, we actually got um, we got a, ga- a gas sample out of the of the Talachi. Uh, Valley Two was sighted up dip um, on the uh, the uh, on the seismic, so we could get the top of the Talachi structure. Whereas Valley One was sighted purely just to be at the top of the Pachawara structure. So we did uh, get a gas sample, and that means that we potentially have some conventional uh, gas ga- gas flow potential out of Valley Two. Uh, and interestingly, the, this, the uh, inerts, the CO2, was only 18% on Talachi, which was a good result. Yeah, so that's pretty good. And you, so you've really got basically all of the four um, per- Permian uh, reservoir structures in the Cooper Basin showing uh, gas. And you've also uh, had a bit of a surprise and found a little bit of uh, potential for liquids in the overlying um, sort of Aramanga Basin sequences. That, that's right. So there, are manga basin. In there, you've got uh, the Cretaceous, which is the Kadnawi, the Jurassic, which is made up of the Namur sandstone, which is the McKinley, Westbourne, and Adori. Uh, we saw on um, uh, we saw oil shows, and, and effectively in all the valley wells, but they were very strong in in uh, Valley Three, particularly in the Cretaceous, Jurassic, and Triassic, which shows uh, in the uh, really good shows in the McKinley. Yeah, so that that's got um, I guess implications for your ongoing exploration program in the area. But we can talk about that in a moment. Just getting back to the nitty gritty of these reservoirs, you you haven't um, sort of published the uh, permeabilities and porosities or thicknesses of those zones, and mm. um, that's still really you know, in the calculations with your consultants, is it? What's the time frame on getting that sort of result out? Yeah, we're probably a, a, about a couple of weeks. A petrophysics uh, expert is working on the Valley 3 net pays. Uh, we've got the lab samples. Are, uh, the samples that we took in Valley 3 are, are heading into the lab as we speak, and we're looking to see uh, where these samples, uh, oil samples, were they mud filtrate or were they formation water in a worst-case scenario. So until we have these we and we understand all that, we... We won't release the Valley 3 net pay results until then. But in Valley 2, we had um, 24 metres of 8% um, 8% porosity rock and above uh, in the Talachi. In the Pachawara, we had 117 metres of 6% and above. And in the Tirawara, we had 9 metres. So quite a long, thick pay section. And Valley 2 of interest was uh, um, almost... Yeah, I think it was about 80 meters we had in um, uh, in Valley One. So we, you know, we had a significant increase in the amount of net pay in Valley Two. Yeah, so that the, those pay figures are, are more than you would have expected on uh, beginning drilling, and uh, it's likely then that we'll see down the track a, a an upgrade in the uh, the 33 petajoules or BCF of gas in the structure. Correct. Yeah, we, we're putting the whole package of data together as we speak, giving it to ERCE. Yeah. Uh, and we fully expect, because of the gas sample out of the Talachi and the conventional potential there, we anticipate that. And with the thicker sandstones, what we're seeing is we're certainly seeing geological continuity through the Pachawara, uh, but it's thicker in, in, in uh, Valley 2. 
up yeah. to the north and uh, to the southwest. We're seeing it in line or possibly a bit thicker as well. But we um, so we fully expect that the when we take the the net pay cutoffs, put it into the the model, work out the uh, recovery factors that we'll we'll have a, a, an increase on that thirty three petajoules on Valley. Yeah, and so and we already know that the standard sort of uh, stimulation techniques work at least in the Pachawara, and you've got thick columns, mm. so it all looks pretty good. Uh, would you look to start off with three wells in in production and potentially converting one of the wells into a water? disposal if uh, if if and when water comes into the system yeah we haven't you know we uh, in the Pachawara we haven't logged in you know we haven't seen water or certainly we if if it's there we would avoid perforating it but we yeah. we, we will uh, start up the valley field itself with uh, now with three good gas discoveries behind pipe uh, we're going through the development we're talking about development discussions and we'll go through that with you and I'm sure in a minute but yeah it'll be three wells Initially, it will be uh, between four and a half and five million standard cubic feet a day. Uh, you know, fracked wells do um, do drop off initially in production, but we we to develop this field. If it's thirty three petajoules, we said about you know nine wells and the average uh, gas flow rate, particularly in that first year or two, we're hoping between ten and twelve million standard cubic feet a day. Yep. Uh, so that's going to yeah, you know, with the gas price on the rise uh, recently, the recent news is that spot price was up to twenty dollars a gigajoule and above. I noticed in the um, in the broadsheets yesterday. So we're marketing that gas uh, to customers right now, and hopefully in a, a sort of long term um, sort of take or pay type contract. And and we're really comfortable that we'll get some good good gas prices. Yeah, we, we we're very comfortable at the Valley Field. With these results, uh, the four wells, uh, sorry, three wells we've got behind pipe will, is, is going to be a, a commercial development. Sure. And and so, yeah, the, so I think contract prices are sort of 8 to 10 and we have seen spot prices through the winter is over $20 a gigajoule. What's the, the process there? You will be tolling that gas through the ex- existing um, uh, Cooper Basin uh infrastructure uh, and you just pay a, a fee for for doing that or how does that work yeah that so we're going to put in a, a pipeline now that we know the sort of flow rates that are that this field is capable of and have proved it up in the appraisal wells we'll be putting uh, you know probably a couple of flexible pipelines you know flexible composite lines in uh, we're actually looking to to get that funded off the balance sheet so uh, whether it's fully yeah. funded or 75 percent funded uh, but we we've got a lot of strong interest on that. Whether it's just through pure debt or gas prepayment, we're going through all of all of these discussions with interested parties at the moment. But yeah, we're going we're going to take the gas through Beckler. We've done uh, last year. We did a pipeline sort of feed design. We know that that pipeline is going to be between seven and eight million dollars uh, cost, and we know the route. We're routing it past the Odin one well. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, and, and we're going to go through. We're, we're in discussions with uh, the Santos Mumba joint venture on um, on on processing uh, the, the 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 gas and the costs of that. Are, are, we're in discussion and negotiation with Santos, and also beat beat as well. So finally, Ken, what's the timing on all and getting this all happening and getting uh, revenue into the into the balance sheet through the uh, P and L there? 
Yeah, so we're hoping to have uh, get all this work done, which is reserve, uh, understand the reserves, uh, and then uh, you know do the get a gas contract and the processing tariff. We we hope to get all that for a financial investment decision sometime probably in October, uh, and then uh, the pipeline installation will occur, and we'll have to go ahead and and frack and complete the wells. Yep. And we think all of that will be ready for sort of first gas uh, late in Q2, um, the, the, the second 22. quarter of 22. So around about June yeah. uh, we, is about the time we expect this gas to come into production. But Peter, maybe if I can just mention Odin 1. Odin 1 is, is in a different block. Yeah. Of all of the wells that we just drilled, that was the second well in the three-well program. That was an, an expiration target. And it came in big. You know, we uh, we... We've, we found a 126-metre Pachawara column. We also got Talachi at 37 metres and Epsilon at 4.5 metres. And the Epsilon formation uh, has uh, flown uh, gas, uh, you know, quite a lot of conventional gas to reasonable volumes and offset fields. So we, we think that the, um, the 12 petajoules or 12 BCF of prospective resource was... Um, was our P50. We, we think that we're at, at the higher level of that on Odin. Uh, so we believe that, uh, you know, we, we could have, if you look at the high estimate on our our tables, it's it was a recoverable gas estimate of 42.6. Uh, currently, we've, you know, the, the two years, 12.6. So when we give all this information to ERCE, we're certainly hoping for a trend of the, um, because of the thick sections and the conventional gas potential that will be closer to the the high estimate. Yeah, so between the two, there might be about eighty bcf of gas in both fields. And Odin, as you say, was a, a surprise on the upside, mm. and um, so, and additional gas or what looks to be potential for reservoir in the epsilon. So that's yeah. good, and it's on the way. The pipeline goes right past the front door, so that's uh, pretty good. And so, what does that do, Ken, for Medgasco's expiration? Um, I guess uh, potential in the uh, in the Cooper Aramanga uh, around your existing permits. So we've just you know we just sat down with the joint venture and had a look. It's a time for financial year budgets, and we've been looking at what what's next because I've I've uh, tagged this ATP twenty twenty one and PRL two one one as a, a string of pearls. You you find fields that you put together, you know, modest sized gas fields, I guess, in the offshore context, but you add them all together and it becomes a Quite a sizable um, piece of jewellery over uh, when you keep on drilling. So we're we're very keen to um, to shoot. We've got we've got three um, D seismic over about sixty percent roughly of the ATP twenty twenty one pyramid. So we we are going to um, start the on ground access work uh, later in the in the next in this financial year, uh, and then we we hope to shoot some seismic probably at very early on in uh, the, the following financial year to this. So that'd be like Ju- July, August next year. Yeah, We like the, we like the Kinta uh, well. That was a, a, a well that Santos drilled a number of years ago, but didn't hydraulically fracture it. That looks like a low hanging fruit, but we want to get the um, on the top of the structure. So by shooting that 3D seismic, we will, we will grab that one. But also there's a, an oil an oil um, prospect uh, which uh, well it's a lead which will become a prospect after the 3d that's called narvi and it it can uh, it may be able to be 
drilled either it's a shallow well, maybe about 1,700, maybe 2,000 meters. Uh, and so we'll, that's another prospect. Given the results that we know the oil has passed through the, um, the Hutton and Cretaceous uh, sands uh, in, in Valley, we're just looking for a place that's trapped, and we think Narvi could be could be the place. So it's very similar to the western flank oil fields. There's been dozens of them found there, yeah. and it's transported oil which has gone 30, 40 kilometres out of the basin. Correct. Yeah, we we see that uh, there's some bigger structures that we need to just get that 3D over, so we site the well properly. And we, you know, we could be sitting on a really significant oil play as well. And given the oil price uh, where it is, uh, yeah. 70 US dollars a barrel at, and very close to the Aramanga refinery where, you know, this can yeah. be a really um, another valuable string on this this pearl necklace. Yeah. And of course, you know, in Australian dollar terms, I think it got up to about 103 uh, mm. during the week, back below 100 uh, today as we speak, but still pretty good going when you can produce the stuff in the Cooper Basin uh, for about, $30 a barrel, including usurous sort of tolling fees and so forth. But yeah. It, and so you've been banging the drum at the APA conference looking for a partner in that exploration venture to get the seismic and look for oil? Yeah, we, we, uh, we, I made a presentation at the PISA Deal Day um, and uh, we, we got some interest and, and signed some confidentiality agreements and, and we're in discussions with these partners. So I think the, the increase in oil price has made the uh, the market set up and take look on, on ATP 2020. It's uh, yeah. it is a high risk prospect, uh, but the size of it is uh, is compelling. It's uh, you know six million barrels recoverable, yeah, uh, and it's very shallow, so it's it's, it's very low. If, if the company who'd come in wanted to drill a well, uh, then it's a sort of low cost entry point, uh, and we see it you know very similar to you know, nearby. The nearby Tinterborough field, which is at two o'clock on the clock face, and we're about, you know, something like ten p.m. on the clock yeah. face on the other side of the uh, Tukanuka crater. So we we think there's some similarities, and Tinterborough is a very successful field. So Ken, that that would be pretty good because they're quite shallow those uh, structures. But can we jump across to the other side of the country and just have a quick talk about the Perth Basin because you've you're you're going through the process of um, Looking towards drilling that large oil structure on from on a, close to the coast uh, at Cervantes. Yes, that's right. We uh, we you know we're um, we're we're currently uh, the, we're hoping to drill this well towards the end of the year or, or into next year. It's very much subject to uh, putting our hands on a, on a, a rig. The rig that yep. we, we had signed an LOI that lapsed uh, due to financial difficulties that company uh so we've got a we're put, we're trying to get our hands on one of the rigs in western australia there, there are two enzyme rigs yeah. and we're in discussions with uh with both enzyme and the operators who control that rig at the moment and obviously if we get to signing a, a letter of intent we'd, we'd make a an announcement but we're working hard on that the other thing that is a, another conditions precedent of going ahead and drilling is is getting environmental approval uh, and we are uh, hoping to get that uh, certainly towards the uh, the end of this uh, current quarter that we're in at the moment. Uh, we're hoping that would be uh, you know that we're working very closely with the EPA, uh, and that that uh, yeah. Well, that's 
really something to watch, Ken, and I think you've got a lot on your plate and it would be nice to get that cash flow happening uh, by the middle of next year and then that would be able to fund further development of those Odin and Varley fields as well as, you know, holding a bit more equity in uh, in these big upside sort of 15 million barrel type targets that you're looking at in the Perth Basin. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting 12 months for us, Peter. We, uh, we've we we've put four well gas wells behind pipe yeah. and uh, we've got some interesting oil targets both in the Cooper uh, and in the Perth Basin, which which would be transformational given the 50 million barrel size of of uh, of, of that that uh, survival as well. Yeah, and you raised some money as well, so you you sort of got the cash to run through with this. Yeah, we we're uh, ju- we've just launched a capital raising this week. It's uh, you know for four point five eight million. Uh, it's a renounceable entitlement offer, uh, and I think it's it's uh, because you know, because it's an entitlement where all of the shareholders who are currently uh, on our register are getting to be part of that, and it's fully underwritten as well, which it shows that the financial markets are really supporting the, what we're doing and the success we've had to date, which is really encouraging. Fantastic, Ken. Well, thanks for coming in. That's a quick run through everything, and I think that's uh, uh, it's going to be really interesting by next year when you start actually turning sod in the Cooper Basin and you get closer to drilling this uh, big sort of fairly shallow oil target. I think Perth Basin's obviously having a bit of a resurgence and that's going to be very interesting for your shareholders. So thanks for coming into Stockhead today. Yep, thanks. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for the opportunity.